What makes you strange on purpose? I think I'm a perfectionist. I don't know anything. I don't know, I'm just me. I'm a little weirdo. I'm just me. My unwillingness to stay stagnant. I can only be like authentically myself. The best way I can answer this question is with describing a picture. It's this guy riding a motorcycle while he's reading a book called How to Ride a Motorcycle. Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm Izzy. Let's get rolling. I'm Izzy and my guest today is super, super dope. Uh, it was crazy. We were chatting back and forth about different things and uh, just someone that is tr- real in the industry. And that's hard to come by uh, nowadays. It's it, it's honestly super sad that it is hard to come by, but grateful and honored that uh, I, get, I got to know Eddie and everybody is getting the opportunity to hear a story and just check out his work and everything like that. So without further ado, Eddie, thanks for joining me, bro. Awesome, man. I appreciate that for sure. Uh, happy to be here. I've been a fan of the podcast for you know, for a while now. So it definitely comes full circle, uh, you know, finally being able to be a guest on here. So I really appreciate you. No, I appreciate you, man. I'm super excited for everybody to hear your story. It's incredible. Um, But for the people who don't know who you are, do you want to give a little bit of insight as to who you are and like what you do? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, My name is Eddie Zamora, Uh, currently 26 years old. I'll be 27 in September. Uh, And right now I'm actually in the process of relocating to Portland, Oregon, uh, working with Adidas. So I just recently landed a role in February uh, as an assistant category manager for the Sportswear BU. Uh, Specifically, I focus on the slides category. So any slides that you see, uh, you know, whether you see them at Kohl's, you see them at uh, Amazon Academy, you know, at the DTC stores, uh, you know, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So uh, yeah. Nice. So your story landing this role is incredible. Like, for people who don't know the people like the transition from retail and and into the actual brand is dope but the story behind that is even more amazing from opening the door jumping into college and then like realizing it's not for you and you having to tell your parents certain things can you talk about that story a little bit and give some insight as to that journey a little bit as well Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, you know, everybody's journey is different. uh, And that's something that I had to learn like quickly, right? Because my family immigrated here from Mexico and uh, I was born, I was the last one born. So I was the only one that was uh, born a a citizen, right? But my brother, uh, Francisco Zamora, he he was a first generation college student, first generation college graduate. Uh, He actually graduated from the University of Georgia uh, with a, a bachelor's in social studies. So he's a a social studies teacher in uh, Georgia. But, you know, like growing up, you know, like I had him, right? He was my role model. That's what I wanted to be. Uh, And so once I started getting into the gist of it, uh, you know, I graduated in 2014 and I went straight to to college at University of North Georgia. And man, it it hit me, like it humbled me, right? Because I, like, the difference between high school and college was in high school, you know, you kind of had to be there, right? But for college, you wanted to be there. That's how you were successful is if you actually wanted to be there and you would wake up and you would organize your time and, you know, go to class and study and everything. Unfortunately, right, for me, after a couple years in, I was like, dang, you know, like 
this is not what I like. <laughs> you know, I remember I used to, I had a math class, an 8 a.m. math class my freshman year that I had to drop because I missed it so many times, you know. So after going through that and just realizing that my journey wasn't going to be the same as my brother's, you know, I really had to take a step back and kind of just do a bunch of self-reflection and really think about what I wanted for my future. And, you know, one of the toughest conversations that I ever had to have, and if you're Hispanic or, you know, you come from Hispanic culture, like you understand that for family, right? Or your parents, they always want you to go to college and get a degree. That's why they sacrifice everything that they do. And that's why they work as hard as for you to be able to get a degree. So I remember this memory vividly. You know, I pulled my mom and my dad into our living room and I was sitting there and I was like, I was like shaking. I was like, damn, how do how do I even start this conversation? You know, like I knew that I couldn't continue to waste money and I couldn't continue to waste time. And so I just straight up just said it. I was like, hey guys, listen, I really appreciate everything that you guys have done for me up to this point. Uh, you know, your sacrifice does not go unnoticed. I was like, unfortunately, you know, I think it's time for me to take a step away from college and really figure out what I want to do and who I want to be. And I remember this so vividly, man. My mom just started bawling her eyes out. Like you would have thought somebody died, right? My mom's just crying. And my dad just like, he looked at me and he was like, damn, okay. Uh, you know, so that we that conversation was very, very difficult to have. But I knew that I needed to have it in order for kind of, for me to kind of like break free from it. Uh, you know, so after that conversation, you know, I told him, I was like, hey, listen, like, it's time for me to find out you know, what I want to do. And during that time, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to pick up a little part-time job until I really figure out what I want to do. And that's where, you know, I applied at Adidas and literally like within a day, they called me and they offered in a, an interview. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. And they offered me the job. And at first it was just a part-time job. You know, this is when I first started getting into sneakers. Uh, this was 2016. And you know, like just the experiences that I had with the brand were amazing. And then that's whenever I realized I was like, oh, well, maybe I can make a career out of this, you know. And so I just put my head down and I started grinding. Uh, it was definitely difficult, you know, uh, just in the industry like that. You don't see a lot of people that look like me, you know, in leadership positions. You don't see them representing the brand. Uh, so it was tough to get my foot in the door. But once I started getting into uh, you know, a little bit more deep into it. And I started just putting myself out there. Right. And this is when I really realized how important networking was. And, uh, you know, so I just started, I literally, I remember I made a LinkedIn and I was just going, you know, connecting, 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 connecting. Uh, and I think like within a day, they told me that my account was locked. Like I couldn't connect with any more people because, uh, you know, I had gone over my limit, but yeah, man, you know, from there, everything kind of just, to, took a, it, it kind of just took a mind of its own, you know, like I was steering the wheel, but everything that was happening was just amazing, you know, and I made it to Greenville, uh, Greenville, South Carolina, where I'm currently at right now as a manager for the employee store here. Um, and from there, everything just kind of boom, you know, uh, so it's, it's definitely been amazing. It's been a great journey. And, uh, you know, I, I, I remember the conversation with my parents and I keep that in the back of my head because that's kind of like the drive, you know, that's kind of like my drive. Like I need to make sure that I fulfill that promise of, Hey, like I appreciate your sacrifice, but it's time for me to, you know, break free and really figure out what I want to do. And, you know, like just continuing this journey, I kind of 
keep that in the back of my head just so I can make sure that I repay them, you know, for everything that they did for me. 2016 was quite a year to get into sneakers. Um, whether you're a Nike or an Adidas fan, like all that aside, like 2016 was a very good year to get into sneakers. So like, what was that first pair that you, you picked up and in, in the, in the store that you're yeah. like, I got I'm first <laughs> discount. I'm using it. Type Man, of you know, it's crazy. Cause I remember my very first pair of sneakers that I bought with my own money, right. Mm-hmm. Was a pair of air force mids. The, the white Air Force yeah. Mids. Uh, that, that was my first pair of sneakers that I bought with my own money before I started working at Adidas, right? So when I, when I started working for Adidas, the very first pair of sneakers that I bought at Adidas was a pair of Pharrell Stan Smiths that had polka dots all over it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that was an OG collab right there. But having that pair, you know, like it kind of set up everything for the future in terms of my taste. You know, because I like all the bold colors. I love, you know, my sneakers catching people's attention. And, uh, you know, so that was the very first pair that I bought. The very first hype pair of sneakers that I bought, I remember it was the Ultra Boost 2.0, the silver metal. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And and I got that pair for 50% off. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And at that that point, you know, Ultra Boost were, that's where the hype was. The Ultra Boost hype yeah and so i remember those that pair coming in shipment one day and i was like oh i need these you know and yeah that was my first pair of hype shoes that kind of just ignited my love for the brand let's go back to your story a little bit like you're you've gotten to the point where you're about to move cross country to to work for adidas at the hq north american hq so has there been a point where your parents were like you made the right decision or (laughs) like has that yet to come yeah, no, uh, that's a great question. You know, I think one thing that we have to keep in mind is, you know, for our family that, you know, they have the old school ways, you know, for mm-hmm. them, we could be living with them until we're 56 years old and they'll be happy. Right. And so, like, it's, it's been some tough conversations, especially I remember when I told my mom that I got this new job, uh, you know, she first thing she did, she was like, so you're leaving you know, instead of, <laughs> you know, but my mom has always been super supportive and, uh, you know, she, she's very proud and, and she makes sure that I know that she's very proud. Uh, you know, but she does also remind me that if it was, so if it was up to her, you know, I would be married and having my kids living at her house, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, in, in, in the Hispanic culture, you know, like, doing things that are out of the norm like this, like moving from, you know, one side of the country to another side, like it's just unheard of, you know? And so I think for my family, they're very old school. So like they're very supportive, but at the same time, they're like, okay, well, you need to make sure that you're making the right choice and you need to make sure that you're uh, following God and this and that, you know? So it's definitely been a really cool experience. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just know that I have their support wholeheart- wholeheartedly. And, uh, you know, I'm just very excited for this next stage, this next stage of my life. It's crazy because uh, when you, you brought up the, the whole, like, obviously moving across the nation to go and do stuff. And, like, in certain cultures, whether that is Hispanic or just people of color in general, a lot of outside people that don't know the situation would probably think, like, what are you running from? Right. Like, why are you running away from your family? Like what happened? Like that type of stuff. Has that come up a little bit for you or is that just something that you're aware of, but refuse to hear? 
Yeah, no, I think uh, that's a good question as well. You know, like my mom, uh, she she kids around and she's like, oh, you just don't want to be with me. You know, you don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> and, you know, for me, it's never been that, you know, like I, I am a very family oriented person. So like my family is always going to come first. Uh, but for me, it's more of like, like I mentioned earlier, you know, like I really need to find out what. I want to do and who I am as a person, yep. you know, and it sucks that it has to be away from my family, but like my long-term goal is always to set up myself for success and for my future family, you know, whenever I get married and I decide to have kids, like decisions like this are what's going to set up that stage of my life up, yeah. you know? And like I said, it sucks that it has to be away from them, but it's something that I feel like I need to do. And you know, it's just it, it, it just so happens to be with the brand that I love. And, you know, like I, I tell my mom, I'm like, hey, you know, like she she hates escalators, you know, so yeah. she, she hates escalators. So I'm like, hey, I hope you're ready to get over your fear of escalators because when you fly out there, you know, you're going to be flying back and forth. So you're going to go through the airports and that's all it is, is escalators. And, uh, you know, but it's never been about running away, bro. It's been more of a, you know, I'm kind of trying to steer my own path. And, you know, this is just the next step in there. For me, I've always told my parents, like, I am not, I would almost like be super sad with myself. There's the word I'm looking for, disappointed in myself if I stayed in the same spot the entire time, because I wouldn't be able like, yeah, you can travel, you can do these things and like experience different cities and stuff like that. But I think until we truly get ourselves out of our box, we don't truly know who we are. Right. Like I, I, only live an hour away from home now but it's a different state it's not close enough where i'm like hey mom and dad can i come over for dinner type of thing it's it's true like i had to find my like truly find myself and figure out like what am i good at what am i really bad at and uh it honestly like opened the door to like finding my fiance like she fills in the gaps where i'm just absolutely terrible and and like when i say terrible i mean absolutely terrible and that's just until you find yourself you can't really like complete that journey whatever that journey that end of the journey really feels like so yeah. i commend you for that that's dope yeah i said i completely agree uh you know when i first moved to greenville it's kind of like the same situation where i'm only an hour and 45 minutes away from home uh however you know i learned a lot about myself while being alone you know right. and there there were some things that happened in my life you know a couple years ago uh that i don't think i would have been able to handle the same way if i wasn't alone does that make sense? Yep. You know, it's so like you really get to know who you are and you really get to, you know, just experience and deal with emotions a lot differently, you know, when you're alone and when you're, uh, you know, in your room and just staring at the wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, being surrounded by your family. So now I completely agree with that, with that comment, bro. So being a POC creative, there are certain things that a lot of us tend to do that are very similar. And one of the things is because of upbringings and um, making sure we don't make mistakes so we aren't being pushed back or anything like that. I want to ask you where you're playing, where you think you're playing it safe right now. Yeah, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, I think for me right now in, the, in this stage of my life, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like at a point where. I'm not necessarily playing it safe, mm -hmm. but 
I am taking a lot of things into consideration, right? And I say that because with this move, right, it's a 39-hour drive, 39-hour <laughs> yeah. drive from, from Georgia to Portland. And, you know, like if I was playing it safe, I would have stepped back and been like, ah, well, you know what? I don't think it's the right time, uh, you know? And I had this conversation with my brother the other day. He was like, are you having any second thoughts? Mm. And I was like, I mean, I'd be lying to you if I said no, you know, like I, I, I am just because of what this entails, you know, so it's a lot mm -hmm. of change, right? It, it goes from being able to see my family whenever I want to, you know, it being, you know, a couple times a year. Yeah. And, but I did tell him, I was like, listen, man, like if I wait till I'm ready, I'm always going to find an excuse to say that I'm not ready, mm. you know? And I think that's something that we do not just people of color, but just people in general, we always try to wait for when we're ready, but we're never going to be ready because we're always going to hold on to that excuse that, oh, well, it's just not the right time, mm. you know? And so I think if I don't do this now, I don't think I'll ever do it. And so I think this is the perfect time to take this opportunity and to take this risk. You know, it could happen to where I'm in Portland and I'm like, oh man, you know, like this isn't what I was expecting or, oh man, you know, this isn't what I was looking for. And that's okay, you know, because nobody's going to take that experience away from me. Right. Oh. And I feel like once we figure that out, you know, and, and I commend my sister for that because the conversations that I have with her, you know, this is where I get all of that knowledge from. You know, she's a very wise person, very uh, godly person. And so she told me, she was like, hey, listen, take it. And if it's not what you expect, it's okay because nobody can take that experience away from you. Yep. Right. And so I feel like once we learn to, stop playing it safe and really, you know, as cliche as this is going to sound, spread your wings. You know, yeah. I feel like you get to experience so much more and you really see what you want. Yeah. And it's only a 39 hour drive back, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a, couple, a couple, a couple thousand dollars of, of gas with how expensive it is right now, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so Eddie, uh, we've gotten to the point where I have to ask like, People that are listening today want to tune into your story, tune into that that long drive that you're about to go on and the rest of your journey, your career journey, I should say. Where can people find you? Where can people check out the work and follow along in your journey? Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, my Instagram, you know, I got to plug the Instagram in. It's uh, <laughs> Eddie, E-D-D-Y-Z underscore 24. Uh, that's basically where I post most of my stuff, uh, you know, just in terms of like, I, I like to do on the side outside of work uh you know I'm, I'm into skateboarding i love skateboarding i've been skating since i was in middle school uh and every year you know i try to pick it back up and i have to relearn all the tricks and then i just stop <laughs> and then i have to redo it again every year uh you know but i like to post little clips of me skateboarding and i like to film and make videos uh so you can definitely check me out there Another, another, you know, and when it comes to my work uh, with Adidas, just buy slides. Yeah. <laughs> go to the store and buy slides. <laughs> you know, you're gonna be supporting the, the the business that I'm in. So if you buy slides, you know that that's the biggest part of the biggest support you can give me. I love it. I love it. Well, Eddie, last question I got for you: What makes you strange on purpose? Nah, I've been waiting for that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was uh, thinking about this one hard, long and hard, and. Uh, you know, one thing that I think that makes me strange on purpose is really my individuality, 
And I say that because, like I mentioned before about the first pair of Adidas sneakers that Pharrell, Stan Smith with the polka dots, right? Every time I wear an outfit or I wear a specific pair of shoes, my family is always roasting me, right? They're always like, oh, what are you wearing, dude? Like, take that off, right? And every time I get that roast, I'm like, oh, you know, this must be a fire fit. <laughs> you know, like this must be a fire fit. This must be some fire shoes if my family is roasting me because that's how I know that it's getting their attention, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's what really makes me strange on purpose is my individuality and being able to find my own style, my own passion, and my own, uh, like, love for things that I wasn't exposed to growing up, right? Because like I said, my brother, college, you know, he used to wear the polos and the jeans and the yeah. sandals, you know, that's who he was. And so I was never really exposed to the culture like I was after I started getting into it, you know? Yeah. So just really finding my individuality and the things that I like when it comes to, you know, shoes, clothes, uh, music, you know, art in general, I think that's what makes me strange on purpose.